You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Well, hello and welcome to the Riverview Church Conversations podcast. My name is Ryan and I'm joined as always by Reese. Hello, Reese. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm excellent. And we are excited today, Reese, because we are bringing a special edition conversation. Uh, If you're not aware, over the last nine months, we have uh, spent a considerable amount of time having conversations and going on a journey together through podcast um, in which we've been exploring the depths and the heights of faith, the bowels (laughs) of faith and life. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, Reese. but today we thought we would do something a little different. Mm. Today, we're having a conversation about some of the lessons and the learnings from the last 12 months. And we figured we'd invite the entire senior ministry team to join us. So, Welcome to the podcast, Ash Palmer, Zach Gagler, and Tanya Watson, and Reese, of course. Welcome hey, to you. Hey. Hey. Yes. It's to uh, so nice to have you here with us today. And look, if we're really honest, we've never had this many guests on the podcast. So who, kn- who knows what could happen? Anything could happen, and it probably will. That's right. And we <laughs> have never been filmed on podcast Hi, before. So hello there, <laughs> She's um, not world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, we wanted to just have a bit of a conversation. But as we always do, as is our regular custom, we thought we'd start off with just some lighthearted um, information. <laughs> Reese, what do you got? Yeah, for Ryan's us? let me off the leash. I think this is the second time I've gotten to ask. Yeah, a, normally a I'd send an icebreaker out. Yes. Yes. So Zach and I used to do this a fair bit when we would have like an event or we would go and do some kind of a thing. Uh, quick fire question, each of you, I'd like to know the high and the low point of this year. Ash. High and low point. Oh my goodness. Kick us quick off. fire indeed. High and low point. High point was spending more time with the family. So I'll grab that one early at the gate. Uh, low was spending more time with the family. So I'll grab that one at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You win. You win. Um, oh gosh, that's really hard. Um, high point was probably when all the cafes reopened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And was yeah, able to get out and socialize. Um, low point was probably being told off by my wife for being out too much. Uh, um, after yeah. like COVID opened back up, I ended up booking out like every night for two months. And my wife sat me down and we had a stern talking. I had a stern talking to. Social that was butterfly. Probably a low point. Right yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize I went so overboard. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my low. So we're just talking generally? Yeah, general. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the high point was uh, my local coffee place stayed open during COVID. Oh, and I nice. loved continuing to be able to walk in there and just support them as a business. Yeah. You know, that, that felt really good mm. to go in there and just support them while they were staying open. And the low point was probably, um, I think, just experiencing people's fear around will we have jobs or what's going to happen next. Mm. I think mm. that that just just absorbing that general fear was, yeah. 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 Mm. Look, I was thinking about this. I had a bit of extra time to consider yes. my highs and lows. <laughs> I would say my high, it's been doing this podcast with you, oh, Reese. Oh, that's, that's, that's it's nice. been fun. That's it's lovely. Been fun. There's been many high points. There's been a couple of low points along the way. but um, And my low point, this is really kind of lame, but I am an avid supporter of Liverpool Football Club. Ooh. And my low point was when COVID hit. And there was chances that yeah. they were 25 points ahead in the league and they wouldn't even win. But then again, 
They did. They won. High points. So, Excellent. Uh, wow. Premier League champions, thank you very much. Wow. You're, You're never welcome. walk alone, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Highs and lows, go on. Uh, I feel like mine both kind of meld into one. I had all of my low points whilst riding my bike, but riding my bike was also a high point. And I've talked about cycling a lot on this mm. podcast. But, it's, uh, it could yeah. become a cycling yeah, podcast. It's, this, the, uh, <laughs> it's been a landmark year for me. Cycling has been, uh, it's been good for me. Tour de France next year? I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I kind of ride at a fairly sedate pace, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's but, fair. We could um, organise a Tour de Perth. It's a Tour though. of France. Oh. I wonder if we could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's any traction well, for we a did Tour do the, de Perth. We, we did the staff tour, tour de Joondalup one time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> right yes. Poor Josh yeah. Greaves. Did you, did you tell the listeners about Josh Greaves' I'm not sure struggles? if I did, but, uh, mm. but yes, he was... Yes, I've never seen indeed. a face so red, and that's coming from me, who gets a very red face at times. Yeah, genuinely, if you're listening and you love cycling, you should get in touch with us. Reese could start a little cycling club. Anyway, we're not here to talk about (laughs) cycling clubs. Um, Of course, as we mentioned today, we we would love to have a conversation. We've we've just passed Christmas um, and it's obviously been a pretty crazy year and we're in this weird space between um, Christmas, um, just before the year ends and the start of a whole new year. And um, one thing I think is super valuable for us to do is just to take some time to reflect and look back at the last 12 months. And of course, it's been a, a pretty turbulent um, season, uh, of course, for the entire globe, but also for us here at Riverview. And I think it's a really important practice that reflecting and then actually um, having the ability to see what God is redeeming um, in and through our lives. And so we thought we'd just have a bit of a conversation about some of those things and hopefully set ourselves up to enter a new, into a new year even better. And so we thought we'd genuinely just start off by kind of throwing um, the door open to like what's been the biggest lesson that you feel like you've learned over the past 12 months. Zach, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I think probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year um, through circumstances and the reality of COVID is that faster is not always better. Hmm. Um, I'm a pretty fast-paced person. I like achieving things. I like doing things. Um, Not just doing things but doing things fast and efficiently. Mm. Um, because it means then I can fit more in and I can do more yeah, things, yeah, yeah. Um, which is about expanding your capacity and your circle of influence and all those various things, hopefully mm-hmm. to make the world a better place, not just to stroke my own ability to move fast. Um, but I think like I realized this year with COVID hitting, it forced all of us to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a better thing for our world. Um, for me mm-hmm. personally, it was. I remember we were traveling down south And I was looking out the window to the side and you know when you're traveling at like 100 kilometers an hour and it's all blurry. And I felt like that was such a vivid image for how I was kind of living. Um, I was moving so fast and I was getting to my destination but I wasn't enjoying the journey like because everything was blurry. And Mm. when you slow down and in contrast to like the Cary Forest down south, when you slowly travel through there and you look at the trees and you take a moment to look at the detail – life's just a bit more enjoyable. Yeah, so like true. I found yeah. in COVID when we went into lockdown, me having the kids home, like I loved it. It was so good because I was so present with them and I was able to notice the detail and the beauty in life that I think I probably just didn't notice before. Mm. And like I referred to earlier cheekily, like I got told off by my wife for getting back into my old habits mm. of moving so fast. So I think this year I learned to try and travel at a sustainable pace, but not just for like health reasons, but for enjoyment reasons. Mm. Um, so faster is not always better. 
Sometimes. I think it's pretty good, but yeah. it's not always always better for us in life. Mm. Yeah. How's that like integrated in almost, especially for us here in Perth, the world being somewhat normal again? Like yeah. you mentioned that you kind of jump straight into old patterns. Do you feel like you're still learning how to? Yeah, kind I still, of live in I that? still. Um, I think my life. I still want to drive a Ferrari and move fast. <laughs> yeah. So it's about um, embracing the change and and setting up new rhythms and new habits mm. to try and sustain that. Mm. Um, again, it's not that uh, moving fast or slow doesn't mean you don't get stuff done. It's just doing it in a more sustainable yeah, and enjoyable pace. Mm. So, yeah, I think I'm trying, um, but it's, it's one of those habits that's going to take a while to change. And I think I'll always have a bent towards moving at 100K an hour. Mm. Um, it's just – it's not – um, it's learning the rhythms yes. of life. Yeah, it's yeah. not one or the other. It's actually both and it's learning what moments do I need to move fast and what moments do I need to mm. move slow. And maybe what I realized is I only had one speed before mm. and so now I'm I'm trying to adapt to learning different speeds in every f- area of life, not just family life, work life, mm. um, health life, um, volunteering life, all the stuff I do outside yeah, yeah. of work, trying to find a sustainable rhythm um, some things are fast, some things are slow mm. and and I think learning along the way and failing lots yeah, and yeah. trying to reassess. Yeah. Mm. Thoughts, lessons learned, takeaways from, from a crazy year? year? Yeah, Yeah. look, I think for me, um, too, maybe piggybacking off that one, the, the idea of rest but it's not that hard to start rest. So how quickly we kind of uh, mm. were able to start resting well, um, my kind of gut feel is that we would have um, – it would have been something that, you know, oh, it would take time to slow down and kind of power down. But when the necessity is that we have to stop straight away, it was actually mm. quite easy to do that. And uh, the fact that, you know, along the same lines, change is quick. You know, necessity meant that we changed fast. Mm. So mm. I was at my kid's Straight. presentation day today, something that, you know, oh my goodness, every parent kind of semi-dreads. It's nice to see a kid get an award, but it's horrible to sit through speech after speech, hour after hour. <laughs> and it was done in six minutes. So wow, they have so to make good. it quick when they have to do it fast. Punchy. They can, yeah. yeah. So we can change. And we, you know, the, the word of 2020, the pivot, you know, we pivoted fast. <laughs> yeah, Suddenly yeah. things that we thought were unchangeable or uh, innovation couldn't make that happen, we we suddenly became incredibly adept at changing pace and changing to different things really quickly and really well. Mm. 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 Tanya, lessons, learnings from the last year? I think the thing that stuck with me the most as I've thought about myself and my own responses to this year, is that you realise that God is never taken by surprise. And so for me it was around um, um, this this understanding of peace. So no matter what, whether it was an easy day or a really challenging day through this year, is am I, am I in a posture of peace? Because Jesus isn't surprised and isn't taken aback and he's perfectly present with me, so can I be present with him? Because inevitably that maintaining a place of peace and calm enables you to move through whatever challenges. And actually things will get done. They might not get done in the time you want them to, but, you know, if you really trust in God and, and actually sometimes when we trust God and we can't act, we do then see God act, which makes, you know, raises a question, how often do we preempt God's moving as well? So I think there were lots of lessons about trusting God in fresh ways again this year. And, and, and having a posture of peace that's got a confidence about it that even while we don't know, God knows. And if we're truly believing 
living out what we believe, then we will trust him. So I don't want to over-spiritualise that. But for me, I think coming from a background of anxiety and trying to sort things out, um, when you're in a situation as we were this year at many points where we actually didn't know what to do because we haven't, you know, it was so far out of where we'd been before, um, to look back and go, myself and I think even as a team there were those places where I think we we actually did really well at just kind of really pressing into trusting God perhaps mm. differently and mm. deeper than we'd seen for a long time maybe. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I feel like it's been obviously such a maturing year whether you've liked the ways that maturing has happened or not. But I think for so many people, um, I think you mentioned that like that rhythms thing. I think for so many people, rhythms were forced to be changed and then you're having to reassess. And I feel like that's one thing I've really enjoyed in, in catching up with team members and, and people from our church is asking that question. Like, what do you feel like's the biggest thing you've learned this last year? Because I was kind of reflecting on that for myself. And, and I think one of the big things for me is like learning that presence is actually more important than perfection. Like, I think I'd get so caught up in like, oh, you know, COVID's hit. I've got to rock up to church and what are we going to say? How are we going to communicate it? Like how are we going to go about this thing? Trying to get um, everything right, not realizing that what really matters is just being there and being present and letting um, the Lord kind of be present in and through you. I think that's been such a valuable lesson because you kind of walk out the other side and go, oh, like I'm actually okay not having all the stuff, not having all the perfect solutions, not knowing what to say or what to do in this situation. But I know that just being there is half of the battle. And to be honest, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. It's just be there. Like, because when the world is going a bit wild and things are busy and you're feeling exhausted, um, sometimes that's actually harder just to do. It's just be present. So true. And how many stories in the Bible do people just rock up, right? Mm. Like, mm. I think we've kind of like manufactured this um, idea that we have to have it all together in order to be used by God. Mm. And I think this year has been a really great example of like how we don't have it all together. We're totally not in control at times. Mm. Mm. And we have to work around restrictions and work around um, what's being required of us. But how do we continue to be present yeah. in peace, in faith, in love, in hope, mm. in those spaces? Mm. Um, and that idea of being present is so valuable for us, mm. I think. Which is which makes church to be such an extraordinary community. Yeah. Because it's it's not only us being present as stuff, but you know, getting to meet people. Church mm, gives us a yeah. reason to gather. We're not at the shops, we're not running past each other. We actually have in the foyer this opportunity to hear stories from one another about mm. how you've been doing and how things are going and what God's been saying. I mean, you wouldn't you don't just don't get that in many other places. And in the connect groups, you know, those opportunities to encourage one another yeah, and to to, awesome. to be present with one another mm. in the circumstances of this year. Mm. You know, reasons to go to church, well, this would have to be a really big one. Most people just don't get that kind of sense of community and presencing. Yeah, I reckon that's one of the things that we've learnt and seen this year is that community matters, right? Yeah, like connection absolutely. with humans matter. Um I found myself tiring of Zoom pretty quickly. <laughs> um, like it was really valuable and I still talk on Zoom to a lot of friends that are overseas still in lockdown. Um, but for us as a church community, I remember that first Sunday that we came mm. back yeah. and we, I think we did one of those um, community chats which normally goes for like one minute and then everyone fizzles out because they don't know what to talk about. But it went for like five, six, seven mm. minutes because everyone was just buzzing in this 
reality that we haven't seen other humans and haven't been able to connect, obviously from a safe distance. But um, I, I thought that was a real that was a real win and um, a highlight to me yeah. of the importance of connection with other people uh, in doing faith together. The first time we sang together. So good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's In many respects, the 2020 has been a gift, you know. So all the things that we've been talking about so far, it's kind of a golden opportunity to take stock and and reassess. And I think one of the, the biggest lessons for me kind of, I suppose, as an employee of a community of faith is um, the confronting question of, um, how well do I actually exist and know the community that I'm in? Mm. Am I just doing the business of rostering or mm, leading a mm, team yeah, or yeah. saying hi to people on the surface or I, am I, do I actually know these people? Do I know what's happening with their work situation? Do I know what their kids are going through? Do I know what their home life is like? All those things. It's a confronting question but, in, but, but by the same token it's a gift because it's, it's right there. It's all laid out. Do I know them? Could I know them better? Um, how much do I love these people that I say that I'm in community with? Um, you know, I think that's a big, it's the biggest thing that's come out of 2020 yeah. for me, I think. Mm. I've heard it said again and again that um, COVID in some ways has acted a bit like a, like a crucible, like it doesn't necessarily change what is, but it reveals and refines what is actually there. And I think that's been quite evident for all of us in some of the lessons and learnings. I feel like one of the, the biggest things that I've heard again and again as I've talked to people is even just the appreciation for what they have around them all the time, but they don't realize how amazing it is. Like, so when we went into lockdown again and again, the conversations were like, oh man, just miss being able to just be with people. And I'm like actually so grateful for the community that I have, the spaces I get to live in for the workplace. But I feel like it's not until there's probably a song about that, right? You don't know what you miss until it's gone. Yeah, 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 um, totally. I feel like that's kind of been part of the experience of this year as well. I, Tanya, I remember um, you spoke to us as a staff at a staff meeting and you kind of shared a little bit from Luke 24 and talking about this, the story of being on the road to road to Emmaus and on in verse 20 it says the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel and and you kind of made a point of um, lingering on that but we had hoped the the few words there and we spent some time to actually kind of say hang on like 2020 it's it's been tough and it's been a gift but we need to acknowledge the fact that we we did have hopes for this year we had things that we wanted to achieve and things that we wanted to do. Um, if we could just backtrack to the start of the year, I'm wondering if you might be able to just share some of the things that you hoped for, especially Tanya, you being you kind of starting, being being the freshest one of us. <laughs> yeah. um, what are some of the things that, that, that you had kind of hoped for this year that kind of potentially kind of uh, are yet to be realised? Oh, yeah, I had hoped for joining a large staff and having lots of fun and, and and having a really big team and um and that certainly has not happened and um hopefully you've had a little bit of I fun have had a, I a have had some laughs fun. yeah <laughs> and um I think I I think I had hoped to I mean I had some pro some personal projects so I yes I had hoped to sink my life in here and to do some work but I also had hoped to continue with some projects on the side well they they've just completely gone and some of those things have not been fulfilled. Um, yeah, so I'm, it, you know, while I've hoped, I'm, I'm, I can't say that I'm necessarily disappointed with this year. I think that the opportunities of this year and to, again, as I say, as I've looked at this year and gone, whatever I hoped for, 
I think I like who I am at this end of the year. And I like, yeah, I actually like who I am at this end of the year uh, and how I've come to the end of the year. That says to me that something's, some things in me have grown and I, I actually like that and I'm grateful for that. Mm. What about you, Zach? I mean, you and yeah. I, we're both kind of uh, fairly kind of driven, <laughs> ambitious people. Individuals. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a huge goal setter. So I believe in the promise of a new year and and all of that, I think. Um, like Tanya, just to touch on that and then speak to my hopes is I think the reality is we don't grow in calm moments, you know, we grow in the challenge. Um, and I think uh, a few weeks ago spoke a message about storms and uh, said that FDR quote of um, a smooth sea doesn't make skilled sailors. And I think this year it's been yielding ourselves to the challenge that God has in front of us. And in that yielding comes a whole lot of um, character growth and capacity and ability to change who we are. Um, So I do think 2020 is a gift. I'd like to think that um, the hopes that I had um, aren't dead, but they're just delayed, you know, like the things that we hope for and for people even listening and reflecting on what they hoped for that, the hopes that we have are just kind of on pause, you know, um, because truly if they're God-related hopes, like he will bring them to pass in some time. Um, I really believe that. So, look, I think for me, like we had personal hopes of doing a home renovation um, or that obviously has been delayed. Um, we're looking at doing that now at the moment, which is really cool, um, which is why I think maybe I can speak with the promise of it's a delay, not a, a death to those things. Um yeah, I, I think like lots of different hopes related to um, what I do here um, at church and what I'd hoped that we could achieve um, during our year. And obviously the majority of that hasn't gone to plan. <laughs> um, I certainly didn't expect to see, um, well, certainly at the start of the year, I didn't know, didn't expect that Tim and Liesl wouldn't be able to return. So let's just put it like in real terms. Um, I definitely did not expect that or didn't hope for that. Um, and so dealing with the reality of that and repivoting and figuring out, okay, Lord, what do you want for me and what do you want for us? Um, I think it's been a really um, beneficial journey. It's kind of like you wouldn't wish it on people, but at the same time, like you learn so much about yourself through it and about others through it. Um, and I think the storms of life reveal the character within um, and give us an opportunity to deal with those things. So I don't know if that speaks to my, my hopes, but probably more how I've responded to um, the hopes that I did have and, and how I've – I agree with Tanya. I feel, like, I feel like I've become a better person this year. Um, and certainly one of the hopes that did come off was being involved in a local football club mm. – and I don't know if COVID didn't reach Perth Football Club or like what happened, <laughs> but we still met. We still had games. Um, played the finals. Yeah, we played the finals. So that was a huge, huge opportunity and, and hope to step into that community, um, which has been really beneficial to my life. Yeah. What about you, Ash? I know we've, uh, I think about some of the meetings that we, some of the fairly grim meetings we had in the depths of COVID. Yeah. Um, 
What are some of those hopes that have been Man. tucked away that might be laying dormant? Yeah, I think probably like Zach, I, I hope for delay, not dead. Uh, no time of death recorded, but rather just the delay. Um, I think for uh, we all kind of walked into this year, and certainly for me and the team that I lead was about seeing things happen and change and yeah. uh, and kind of uh, a bit of like uh, last year ended off with us kind of taxiing onto a runway and, and, and powering up. And it felt like at the moment where we were going to lift off, we just kept going and plowed into the fence. <laughs> and it wasn't that. It, it felt a bit grim for for a while when uh, the best laid plans kind of um, were, were, what do we do now? You know, we need people to make this stuff happen. We we think it's good. We think it's great. Um, but I think for me, it was almost like the year sifted those ideas uh, and brought out, you know, what was left was, um, was God kind of questioning um, – yeah, the, the foundational assumptions or, or values of those things. Um, and then kind of rebuilding the same plans around them, but in a new way, in a new light. So where we um, where we kind of want to see change happen and things move and do some exciting stuff with people and how, we, how to connect people more into the life of this church and community, we found ourselves uh, tasked with one simple thing, and that's to be present enough with people to be there long enough to see change happen in their lives. And COVID just gave us time. And that's it just gave us tons of time to just sit there and uh, listen to unrefined musings and thoughts in one another at the beginning. And then every week, every check-in, every Zoom call, every kind of opportunity we had to see face-to-face to see people actually, we were present through change. We didn't get to see these snapshots of, um, you know, the finished article and just the finished article alone. We had to tolerate one another. We had to love one another. We had to uh, watch how each other process things. Um, and so that would not have made it on the list of things I would have hoped to do. I would have preferred to just have a list of outcomes recognized and final products seen. But actually the beauty of being in the process of character development one another, um, as messy and as challenging as that was, is a significant gift. Um, for me, you know, it was, it was a, it, you know, it's one of, the, one of the big things I think even for my family um, how, how we kind of walked that with our, within one another. You, no polished articles seen. We were there from beginning to end of the process in one another. So yeah. what, what do you do when you're being sifted? What are some practical things that you do to cope? Yeah. Because I know, we obviously have kind of like certain spiritual disciplines and kind of things yeah, that we yeah. do in the Christian tradition. But what are some things that Ash yeah. Palmer does in your day-to-day to cope with the sifting? Because it's not yeah. always just, oh, I'm being sifted. Great. Yeah, really honestly, I think sometimes I, I, I oscillate between holding on tight to the sifting and then going, ah, forget this. I'll just get rattled around. And then, okay, I had enough rattling around. I'll hold on tight. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm the natural kind of leader in me, the human in me, looks to, de- to derive the formula to ride through the season. What is it I need to do to be sifted correctly? Um, and, uh, and even more so, uh, I'm happy to ride it out, God, if you just tell me the timeline. Am I writing this out for three months, six months, four months? And <laughs> in the midst of COVID, we had this constant, uh, we kept trying to plan things as a staff team. We should be okay by this date. And then something would happen and it's been pushed back. And, you know, oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll have our plans ready for this date. And we pushed back and it was almost like all formulas disappeared. So for me, it came down to, to how present am I uh, in what's going on? And the absolute discomfort of not knowing when that finish line is. And to be honest, there's a whole bunch of stuff in my heart now that is still in that place of, of um, I just want to know how much longer. When is the outcome? You know, what, what's the, what, how much time is left on the clock before I 
uh, before I get there. And if I just know how much time is left, um, I, maybe I can write it out. And God just has not given that. And so I have had to be present in it. I've had to invite other people to be present in it. I've had to say to people, I don't know what's going on, but uh, sorry about what's going to come your way. Um, help me to understand, but just keep me present when everything in me wants to shift to the ending, wants to imagine the ending's already happened, wants to write out the, this is what I've learned today, you know, the, the final moments of the sitcom episode. Today I learned, you know, it's all that stuff just goes out the window. Dear diary. Dear diary, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Just being, just trying to be here is hard enough. Mm. Mm. Sources of encouragement. Um, Zach, Tanya, things that you've done this year to um, remain abiding in the vine. Um, you know, as Reese mentioned, obviously there's generic spiritual disciplines. You can mention them if you want, but um, what have, what is it that you've actually done, rhythms that you've actually built in to help you walk through this year? Uh Absolutely not gone on social media, <laughs> um, which I just can't, I just don't go there. It's just toxic for my soul. And I think I have, I think I've probably actually probably wandered on maybe three times to post something, but I, I, I just find that profoundly unhelpful. It's meant not watching the news, not, and that's, and that's a real challenge to go, certainly, surely someone with leadership and all the rest of it needs to be informed around what's going on in the world. And it's not that I haven't found out because I found people tell me anyway. So I actually, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I've had that layer of protection in there because for me that, that stuff just is not healthy for me. And, and, and so I think that's actually been really helpful. And then it's things like um, just maintaining disciplines. It's the, it's the somewhat boring stuff. It's the prayer. It's the daily reflection. It's always the boring stuff that keeps but, you steady. But it's, it's understanding not setting myself up for failure. So um, like there's a prayer app that I use where someone prays and, and I go along for the ride um, because there are days where I've been so tired or so overwhelmed where I haven't had the words to pray and having someone play, that you know, the app that I use has got a piece of music, it's got a reflection of scripture and then there's a, these prayerful questions for contemplation. It takes, I don't know, 12 minutes. And those are the kinds of things that hold hold me through the day. It's been, um, it's been open to things like um, oh, um, worship music. You know, there's been those times where everyone does it, you know, they send you something, listen to this. And, but they've often been things that have been like, oh, that piece of music that just gets you on a day and you go, oh, that's really speaking to my soul. It's been checking in. I've got a group of friends who I check in with quite regularly and I say, I'm praying for you and they're praying for me. And, they, you know, just a text message like that will really, um, and, and thinking about others and thinking about how can I encourage others and and stopping to say, how can I pray for the team? How can I pray for people in the church? Am I really, you know, it, again, it's the it's the simple stuff that can get lost, but actually forms to ground us because if I'm praying for others, I'm less likely to go inwards and think, oh my goodness, you know, this is terrible. It's like, you know, God is active and present and, and staying in the word. And I think... Um, I think this year I'm, I'm hearing God in some ways foggier than ever before and yet there's those days when it's clearer than ever before. But the point is just continue to read, just keep reading That's good. and God will speak, you know. Mm. That's good. How about you, Zach? I think for me it's the five Fs. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Where am I going to go with this? Warning. Where is he going with this? We're shifting this from PG to M-rated um, this episode. Family, <laughs> friends, fun, fitness and focus. 
What about all in one? <sighs> Have you ever experienced all of those Not at oh, the yeah. same time? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Family that runs together. <laughs> yeah, maybe kicking the ball with my son there is probably go. all of them all together. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, like I know they're all just catchy taglines, but genuinely I think on reflection while Daniel was talking, I, th- I think those are probably the things that have encouraged me most this year. So friendships, like people that are in my life, like Reese, um, even like my brother Ryan and just people that, that I have that I go to and we talk about stuff um, that can help me process what I'm thinking. Family, obviously, mum's cooking, wow. Every week we do a family night and that's been such a blessing. Um, what else did I say? Fun. Like you got to have fun, hey. So things that just like I've been ta- – I've taken up golf this year. So I'm like going out and I'll just hit a white ball around a green, <laughs> green paddock and it's so much fun. And I'll find people, friends that want to do that with me. Um, just doing new things that challenge you. New adventures are one of the best things that you can like bring fun to your life. Um, fitness uh my rhythm was totally destroyed uh and so this year's been about trying to get that back but i find that when i work out or like reese with the cycling mentally it helps me process what's going on so when i'm feeling overwhelmed often fitness will be the thing i'll go to um because it just helps me process through what it just works for me um and then focus i think probably one of the things i've learned the most this year that's been encouraging to me is jesus's teaching on worry and specifically around not focusing on tomorrow, but focusing on today. So I think like one of the most helpful guiding questions that's encouraged my soul this year is what can I do and focus on today? Like, because there's so much that I like lose sleep about or think about or I'm concerned about or get out, bent out of shape about that is actually out of my control. And it's something that is tomorrow based. Like it's it's totally out of my scope of dealing with um, and so I think it touches on Ash's point about being present and just being focused on the people right in front of you. And, and for a lot of this year, it's been my family, so my boys. And so in the afternoon, I'll just like kick the footy with Judah and teaching him how to kick. Um, it's been so, something that's just like added so much encouragement to my life. And these are hopefully rhythms that in my life I'll sustain yeah. over a period. But I think even learning to identify what those things are is super important. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. something that I think we all need to ultimately do for ourselves because for some people, some things aren't refreshing for others. Exactly. Things. And like even your awareness, Tanya, to mention the whole social media thing. Huge. And it changes. Um, yeah, and I mean they change over time in different life seasons. Mm. I mean this year I've had no exercise and part of that was the moving from where I was last year to where I was this year. I didn't even get a chance. I actually did not even get a chance to establish a routine. Yeah. I mean, even when we think we had seven iterations of leadership this year, right. just reminding myself of that some days helps me to understand, no wonder it's been so hard to find any sense of routine and rhythm. Yeah. But, you know, I took up knitting. That's so, great. You know, it's a bit of fun. I'm just about finished a tea cosy. I'm pretty proud oh, of that. Wow. You know. That's so good. Knit me a beanie. I think that's an <laughs> interesting point, hey, like the rhythm thing for everyone this year has been disrupted. Mm. Like I'm a rhythm kind of person. I like to have – I don't – necessarily love routine but there's a rhythm like a daily rhythm to what you do when that gets disrupted um yeah i didn't become a great person when my rhythm first was disrupted i didn't respond very well um or in the way of jesus i don't think so learning how to i was reflecting about this don't want to go too deep necessarily but um the amount of like times jesus clearly had a rhythm of withdrawing to pray 
and then being public. But the amount of times in the Gospels he was interrupted on his way to doing something, man, that was a real challenge to me this year when my rhythm was interrupted um, and trying to learn to be more present with people and responsive to the voice of the Holy Spirit um, through people. Um, in certain situations. Mm, yeah, that's really good. I feel like even as, you know, as we spend some time talking about those things that we had hoped for, or all of the stuff that maybe didn't go according to plan or the lessons, I think you're right, Reese, in your articulation that this last year has been a gift. And um, as I think we all know and have experienced, we actually serve a redeeming God, a God who takes what is less than ideal and actually brings something beautiful out of it. And I feel like that's kind of been the story, I I guess, when I kind of reflect on even what we're talking about, the story of the last year is that God is actually able to take what has been less than ideal and do something amazing. And we all walk out the other side of it feeling more grown and mature than we were at the start of the year, maybe through less than ideal ways. And I think the reality is you, two people can walk through the exact same situation, one walking with God and they actually take from that situation, these incredible life lessons. Now, that doesn't make the situation easier per se. It doesn't change what they experience, but they actually walk out the other side more mature, hopefully more in love with God than ever. Maybe not, but maybe. Um, but, you know, I think that the fact that God is at work in redeeming things is is a pretty beautiful thing. And, and I think our hope and our prayer uh, for those of you who are listening to this is simply that as you kind of in this weird period that we find ourselves between, you know, the start of a new year, but kind of the end of it, a previous year, is you actually get to see God's redeeming hand at work through the less than ideal situations that you've been facing. And um, I think I would love to just encourage you to take some time just to reflect on maybe some of the things that you'd hoped for that didn't turn out, but maybe what God has actually been able to do through those very hopes, because I think he's usually up to some pretty cool stuff. Now, that's kind of a a lot of conversation about this last year, but I would love for us maybe just to spend some time talking about signs of hope. Uh, You know, like what we are days away from a new year. What are you looking forward to? Like, let's like, let's dream. You know what? Maybe COVID might dash some of those hopes again, but hey, like, what are you, what are you excited for this next year? Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> so much to try fit in. I think, uh, so. yeah, the word rhythm has kind of jumped up a fair bit today. So I think better rhythms, uh, predictable rhythms maybe will help bring a bit of stability to that world. Um, I'm actually looking forward to being in a position where we can um, imagine and dream of risk again. So I think this year risk has felt like it's happened to us. But to be able to, to be in a place where we can risk again uh, would be great. Really practically, you know, I, I kind of have my eye towards Good Friday uh, and just the, the experience of being all together um, at a big kind of flagship moment in our faith, but being able to gather together, to meet together, to honor and remember the death and resurrection of Jesus at Easter is, is something I'm really looking forward to. I'm really hopeful of that. I can't wait to to do that together with our church family. And um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to that. That's good. I'm looking forward to a vaccine. Yeah, You know, maybe uh, that'd be good. Um, no, nah, seriously, because I think global travel is something I think we've taken for granted. Yeah. And and I know many people in our community can't travel home. And I think the, the freedoms that we've lost this year are like a sign of hope. Like I would love to see that freedom restored for people. Um, 
for the for their own blessing, like of seeing family, of of connections that they haven't seen, but also new adventures. Like I said before, I think that brings a lot of fun. I'm an experienced kind of person. I love new experiences. So I'd be looking forward to some kind of vaccine. Sorry to any anti-vaxxers out there, but um, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a great thing, and I hope that um, they find um, that soon, and and we're all blessed with that. Um, I, look, I'm one of the things I was thinking about with this question. I thought it was a great question. Was around these signs of hopes, I'm looking forward to the cultural shifts that happen because of COVID. So like, I I don't know about you guys, but I've found in this time, the amount of people I'm talking to that are doing a career change, that are really considering what they want to do with their life and are taking left turns and right turns, not reacting, but genuinely because they've discovered something in them that they're passionate about that they've never given expression to. And job, like we're so blessed here, job keeper or um, job seeker has given people the ability to reconsider that and retrain. I'm looking forward to the cultural shifts that happen when people are doing what they're called to do by God. Like I wonder what could happen in the world and I wonder how it will change the world. Like what things could be uncovered, what things people will be speaking about and doing. Um, I certainly think COVID's going to culturally change um, our city and and the rest of our nation um, by far. Certainly we're one of the healthiest countries at this point in time and people will be looking to move here as soon as global travel opens up. I think Mark Sayers talks about that in, in terms of safe zones in the world and I'm just really interested of the conversation and innovation and like Ash said, risk, healthy risk that's possible once we get um, through this and I'm hoping um, I'm looking forward to the cultural shift I'm a little bit more of a pessimistic so uh. I am hopeful I, like you, you I am hopeful but I think that I'm also concerned that we might just default or backwards so if, mm. if I think actually primarily about the church I think this year has exposed um, not just in COVID but I think we've been observing things in the US going oh my goodness and I think for the church um COVID has, um, has exposed um, things around familiarity. So we've ta- what have we taken for granted about church? How have we taken God for granted? How have we taken our faith for granted? It's exposed our fear. Do we really trust God or are we, you know, in those moments where we've lost control? Um, what has that exposed about our faith? So I, I, often a word that's come to mind this year when I've been thinking about hope is where those uh, in the behold, you know, that word behold that you see in scriptures and that, that behold then um, um, it opens the door to what God will do mm. next. And so if I'm hopeful, I'm placing my hope in the sense that behold, what will God do? if we are open to what he will do, whether that's, you know, in all, all places personally. But for the church, I'm really hopeful that particularly for Riverview, this would be my ambition, that, in, uh, that we would continue to behold Jesus. Mm. And in beholding Jesus, that we become the church that Jesus wants us to be. Yeah. Because I fear that if we do not sort of lean into that beholding opportunity, mm. we'll go back to what was. And it's good, but is that really what Jesus wants for us? And will we have um, taken hold of the opportunities that he has for us? Mm. How we care about people, how we live our lives as followers in, in this day and age. Um, are we open to the new um, opportunities for understanding and discerning the mind of Christ and the will of Christ in the world? Um, how we hold our possessions, how, you know, all those questions I think are on the table for us. 
and, and as a community we have an amazing opportunity to behold. That would be where my hope is located. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I see signs of hope and signs of life kind of in our weekly gatherings. I feel like um, that's where I see it most acutely when the when our particular community of faith gets together week in, week out, there seems to be something that I haven't seen before or I haven't seen in a long time or something that seems to be kind of something that is unique to what we're all experiencing together. And I can't articulate it too much more in detail than that because it's just a feeling. It's just I, I seem to – it's almost as if – the words keep coming out of my mouth when we're praying together or when I'm chatting with people. It's like, for some reason, God seems to be doing something here on this land with these people. But I, I can't quite sum it up into a neat package. But I'm hopeful for that. I'm hopeful that that is something that doesn't go to waste and that's something that kind of whatever it is comes to fruition. Um, and if you've been around... Riverview Church in particular for a while. There's, you know, there's a lot of talk that happens about Riverview's unique mandate in the city and radi radi ra. Um, uh, I don't want to wax lyrical about that, but I, I too much. But I do believe that our unique location, the land that we're on, the river that we're next to, the people that we have, the fact that we're right right in the city, the things that happen in the park at night, the businesses that surround us. There's something for us to be discovered or to step into. So I'm, I'm kind of hopeful for that. And then on a personal level, I think Bonnie and I, like, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty hopeful for, I'm hopeful for my family, for some stuff that I probably can't really talk about. Not that it's inappropriate, but I don't want to throw Bonnie under the bus. But, but I think like we're kind of, we're learning to kind of to dream, to dream again and kind of, and, and, and not look to the next season, but to actually kind of, um, you know, be hopeful and see, and see our family kind of kick into the the next thing that's ahead of us and coming out of kind of, you know, a long kind of um, difficult kind of past decade, you know, and, and now kind of coming out to the sun again and kind of breathing again after the the arduous kind of journey of small business ownership and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think that's kind of where most of my my signs of hope and kind of life are kind of seem to be re- like springing up and mm. revealing themselves. I mean, I'm. I think when I think about what I'm excited for a new year, I'm also just excited to have fun. Um, I know we kind of mentioned it. I feel like this last year, just because of the nature of the last year, there's been so much having to be flexible and, like you said, pivoting and responding that we've probably um, lost the space that we've had in a lot of our lives just to actually go have fun, to go and be adventurous, to go and explore, to um, to go and do things and try things we haven't before, and and. I'm really looking forward to a year of that. Like, and I feel like, man, a New Year's this year is going to be a little bit crazy because for a lot of people, it's a leaving behind this last year and and this next year, picking up and almost wanting to do double of what we couldn't do last um, year. And so I think I'm looking forward to seeing people really enjoy life. Um, you know, we're kind of past some of the surprises. Maybe there's more. Who knows? Uh, but just seeing people have fun. But I also like am really excited. And I think what you um, said, Tanya, where there's almost been a lot of things put on the table. I'm really excited to see people pick those things up that came up and got put on the table during COVID and people continue to explore and deepen those. So whether it's like you said, Zach, the 
the vocational space of what am I meant to do with my career and my life? Like all of these questions have come up in the last 12 months. I'm really excited to see people and hopefully they do pick up those questions and actually start to dig into those. You know, what does it look like for my faith to be deeper in my own? Or what does it look like for me to live out in this way? Or um, I think I'm just excited because you, you, I've seen glimpses of it this year. And man, it's so cool to see that. People genuinely going, I had the space to think about this thing and consider this thing and it's leading me to this. So I think I'm excited this next year to see um, a huge amount of action, like what has been stirring in people in this last year actually resulting in life change, which I think is going to be really cool. Well, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's I think a wrap so. for the year. Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, well that done. That's a wrap. Uh, well, thank you guys for being with us. privileged to be on. Yeah, Ryan Reese. Good job of you. And, um, well done. Yeah, a huge thank you to you guys. This is yeah. a little basement idea we had and you guys mm. have really run with it and done an incredible job. In, Thanks, um, Yeah. I'm sure everyone, all your listeners. Yeah, it's uh, the faithful. For me, long-time listener, first-time caller yeah. today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've really enjoyed nice. it. But um, I'm sure I know many in our community have enjoyed it. So thank you yeah. for your investment. It yeah, takes a lot of work to come up with um, content to talk about in a yeah. meaningful way. <laughs> yes. So thanks, guys. Thanks, really guys. appreciate it. More sound effects in 2021. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Put Your that opinion on is yeah. Get a sound effects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah, been totally. received. It will be processed. Yes. <laughs>